Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way. Love is what you make. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my not so worrisome daughter and co-host Lauren Simonian, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching where real life emotional struggle whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Hello there, Lauren. Are you there? I am. Hello. I have only one thing to say to you today. Just one? Yep. What is it? It's a few words, but don't worry about a thing because... Every little Every thing, little thing gonna is going to be, be alright. I love that song. You know why that song's so great? Because what? it actually, well, I think it actually speaks to the power of mindfulness because it starts off by saying there's three little birds sitting on your window and kind of chirping. And if you just kind of like let yourself be taken into the present moment, then uh-huh. nothing else is there. You don't have to worry about anything else. Except the three little birds, right? little birds yeah so we are talking today about can you guess the the topic three little birds no come on Lauren (laughs) well I already know the topic so it's not really fair well well, pretend you don't and you know okay um worry worrying she (laughs) nails it right on the head we are talking about worrying if if anyone out there has never worried, what's our what's our uh, email address again? I keep asking you. It's selfcoachingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If anyone out there has never worried, we'd love to maybe hear from you and, and interview you. Mm-hmm. Because as far as I'm concerned, uh, worrying is just part of life. Now, it's it's really, as as I always say, part of a continuum since since we worry about certain things that are maybe reasonable if uh, the old blizzard is about to pounce on us and I want to uh, worry about uh, some shingles that have blown off my roof. And that's that's kind of reasonable, right? I guess so. But is it considered worry if you're taking action? Like if it's if it's if a thought is meant to prepare you for something? So, yeah, it's a good point you make, because there is a, a, a very, very big distinction between worrying and being concerned. Mm-hmm. Because being concerned deals with uh, here and now facts. So, so I might say to myself, "Gee, I know that one shingle is is loose or has blown away previously, and I maybe I should get up there and you know tack it in." So that's that's taking action in the here and now present. So that's dealing with a concern. Now, worry deals with. You know, what if my my roof blows off and and then what if I I lose electricity and what if I freeze to death? So it it has to do with with an anticipation of things going awry. Mm. And it has to do with the insecurity of wondering how we'll handle such things. Mm. Right. Yeah. And it makes it even more difficult because you can't possibly handle something that is a fiction of the future. Such a brilliant podcast hostess yeah Yeah, because basically but that's the illusion the illusion is that worrying somehow uh 
prepares us for that which is about to happen. I know my my favorite quote comes from a very good friend of mine who told me his mother used to say to him, don't tell me worrying doesn't work. Most of the things I've worried about have never happened. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually just thinking back to right before um, the pandemic started almost two years ago, I had started this project with my fifth graders at school and I had high hopes for this project. It was going to be really interactive and exciting. And we were about halfway through and I kind of realized it wasn't going to work. And the kids were so into it. And I had to figure out how this project would come to a close in a way that would make everyone happy without telling them we had to stop it. And I I really was up worrying about it. And I couldn't, you know, in my mind, I kept saying like, I'll figure it out when it happens. I'll figure it out like, you know, when I'm ready. And then the the world shut down. I never went back to school. And I remember thinking like, wow, you know, <laughs> sometimes you worry about things that you never even really have to. Yeah, face. well, you know, that's so true. You th- Tell me how you, you feel about this. I'd say that most, if not all worrying, has to do with some loss of control or losing control. Now, I'm going to even add a little bit to that. Sometimes it has to do with wanting to be rehearsed or there's different types of worry, but essentially... We feel out of control about something that's going to happen. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that a lot of times, like you said, we try to anticipate so that we can have all this, like this arsenal of tools for when this terrible thing happens, like I'm going to know how to defeat it and I'll be okay because I've thought through all the possible scenarios. But often the event doesn't even happen or it doesn't happen the way we expect it to. And our mind is often so drained from all the worrying that in the moment Mm -hmm. this thing does happen, it's hard to respond with integrity. Like you're, you're already kind of exhausted from all your preemptive worry. It is exhausting, but that's, that's the power of worrying. It, It really does rob us of here and now tranquility. And you're such a, you're such a tranquil person. So (laughs) That's why I said my my worry-less daughter. Hmm. Worry-less daughter. Yeah, I think I trained myself to be that way because I I remember in high school, uh, you know, having trouble sleeping because I would anticipate all the things that would, all the tests and social situations that would bring stress, I guess, typical for most high schoolers. But for me, as a sensitive person, I remember having a hard time sleeping and your advice, which stuck with me, it was a metaphor about the squirrel. Do you remember? No. You had said to imagine when when we're driving down the street to imagine how the little squirrel, you know, <laughs> when he sees the car, it just magically most of the time uh, is able to maneuver its body through the wheels of the moving car. Usually <laughs> squirrels can get out of the way. And you were saying that's because they rely on their instincts in the moment. And, you know, it's obvious they're not spending their life trying to figure out what will I do when a car comes at me? Well, we don't know that, but you're probably right. But, you know, getting back to people, uh, I guess I guess it's fair to say that if you are, you know, rather compulsive, you're going to have more trouble. You're going to become maybe what we call a worry wart. And it becomes quite a quite a habit, doesn't it? You know, because, you know, worry begets worry. And I guess there are people, do you know people that just, they, they're just so worrisome. They worry about everything. I do. And they miss much of their life because <laughs> their whole world takes place in the, mm. in their mind, in yeah. the future, not even in the present. Yeah. So, so worrying 
I would say that worrying destroys the serenity of the moment. Now you're you're a moment to moment guru, and you teach mindfulness, and you do all this wonderful stuff with the kids. Uh, do do you notice that the that some kids are more prone to worry than others? I think that the intensity depends on the nature of the child, but I've seen and I know studies have shown that the levels of anxiety in children have just skyrocketed the last 10, 20 years. Hmm. Um, yeah, about, it's, it's actually really sad. How about COVID? What, what is, do you see kids actually worrying about getting sick and stuff yes. like that? Even the young yes. kids? Huh? Yep. Hmm. Yeah. You wonder because the, like you were talking about before, there's some worry that is actual concern. So I just wonder from a parent perspective, like, you know, how during COVID, how do you teach your kid to be concerned and healthy, but not to worry? It's like a very, a very dull line there. Well, how do we teach anybody, you know, child and, and us adults? How, you know, how, do, how do we just, you know, stay present as mm-hmm. opposed to worrying about those things that whether it be COVID or, or anything else? You know, so we'll get into that in a second, but let's let's define a little bit more about worrying itself. You know, and, and I guess the most typical uh, kind of uh, worrisome uh, attitude would be the what ifing. Mm. you know, because that's a hard person to, to change their mind. You know, you come up to someone and you say, uh, you're going to be fine. And they say, well, well, what if this happens? How will I be fine? And then you give them an answer. And, they, and what if, and then what if, and what if, and what if, and there's no end to that because there's always, uh, you could always throw a monkey wrench into something that's going to happen. And so the what ifing, how should we define that? It's an attempt to what? Prepare ourselves to rehearse, I mm. guess, to be less vulnerable, right? Yeah, yeah. So worrying, worrying is, you know, it's almost like we feel we're doing something mm. about that which makes us feel out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're searching for you're searching for something. So when you're when you're floundering with the insecurity of something that's going to happen, let's say a medical procedure or something like that, and you're just you're floundering and floundering, worrying gives you a sense or an illusion that you're doing something Mm -hmm. rather than doing nothing. Right. And I've seen people who worry, who actually seek for they seek comfort from external sources like I've seen you know well I think that's where WebMD and Google comes in a lot of people worry about health related issues you know when you stub your toe and you look up and you think that your whole leg needs to be amputated but then people I'm thinking of one person in particular she was going through a hard time and she couldn't quite see where it was headed and she wound up talking to just hundreds of people and i'm not exaggerating trying to get other people's opinions of of what they thought and it was just this like endless pit because nobody knew the answer Um, and she was just seeking desperately for some sort of solace but she couldn't well she was she was she was seeking something that would make her feel less out of control yes and she, she is it fair to say she was looking for magic Someone that was going to give yeah. her the the magical words that would take away her worry, and she'd say, oh, "Now I don't have to worry." Mm-hmm. You know, this- yeah, because I think sometimes situations make us feel like the ground is pulled out from underneath of us, mm-hmm. and when you don't quite know how to handle those emotions, like the unknown, 
that I think can become very, um, can create a lot of fear for people. Yeah. You know, what always uh, fascinated me is, you know, just, just being a psychologist and dealing with people, anxiety and worry are, are kind of first cousins, of course. And when you have someone that's worrying and you get the, you get the impression that it's superstitious. And by that, what I mean is that I've had some, so, so many times I've had it said to me, if I stop worrying, then I know something bad's going to happen. It's almost as if the worrying itself, that superstitious aspect that you get into this rut there, you almost feel that the worrying protects you. Hmm. And, and if, you'd not, if you stop worrying, just when I stop worrying that it's going to happen. Like, let's, huh. say, let's say you're worrying about, oh, I don't know, you're worrying about uh, uh, catching COVID, let's say catching this virus. And so you try to help someone realize that, you know, there really isn't, a need to be worrying about it, you know, to be concerned is one thing, but to be worrying about it and what ifing about it and what ifing about it, you don't need to do that. And that would be the person that might say, but just if I stop worrying, I'm going to get it. Mm. So, so you, you, I, I see that often. It's not, it's not unusual that worry has a kind of superstitious aspect to it as well. Hmm. Is, there, is there a safety, a safety net in worrying? Like people feel comforted by it? Yes, I think so. I oh, think wow. I think it's uh, I think that it's doing mm. something when there's nothing you can do, but it's doing something. You know, worrying is the something, mm-hmm. and and I think that that gives you a sense of control that you mm. you know doing something as opposed to sitting there and just maybe waiting to get COVID. You know, that's <laughs> that's an untenable place to be. But the person that's worrying. Uh, yes, it causes stress and it causes anxiety and it's not pleasant, but it gives you a sense that you're doing something as a, being a victim of life itself or, or being a victim of the potential life because these things haven't happened. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. So let's talk a little bit about, well, well what the heck are we going to do about worrying? You know, uh, you know, sometimes we get trapped in a spiral, you know, and it's called rumination. That's when we worry about things and just keep worrying and worrying and rumming and ruminating and going down that dark tunnel. What mm-hmm. can we do about it? Have you ever tried to tell someone, ah, come on, stop worrying? What kind of response do you get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a very effective uh, piece of advice, I don't think. Yeah, it's kind of an, it's kind of annoying if if you're worrying about something that's really got you, and oh my god, this is terrible. It's gonna, and someone says, "Oh, stop worrying," you know, you feel like yeah. punching them in the mouth. You know? Yeah, because in on, in some ways, you want to be validated that at least the thing that's worrying you is valid. I personally think that the best antidote to worry is to enter your body because your brain, all the energy when you worry is in your brain, which is also why people that worry are more tired. Um, They they actually have done studies on that to show the amount of like mental energy that's used when you're worried or stressed. Um, And it's all, you know, it's all kind of shown up in the brain. There's not much energy in the body. So if you can shift that um, and actually focus on breath, which brings you into the moment or for me, like my number one thing I love to do is go for a hike, like out in nature. Um, and somehow, I don't know exactly why, but there's something about being in nature where everything is kind of sorted out in its own time, in its own way. There's something like very healing and comforting about that. 
So what you're suggesting is do a little breathing, go for a hike, do something to switch from the sympathetic fight flight stress response in our body and mind and flip it over to a more relaxed. Now, in order to do that, it does take some consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's one of the things we, we should mention is that with worrying, we often are, you know, passive, you know, we, we kind of uh, are in the back seat and worrying kind of in stress and all these thoughts just seem to take over and we just go along with it. We're not really digging our heels in and saying, cut it out or stop it. Or even if we had the vehicle to do that, we're not, we're, we're just too passive is I guess my point. Mm-hmm. Pa- passive and wimpy, right? Because <laughs> don't, don't we indulge our, our, our fears? You know, you, you kind of indulge them. You become very childlike and just, you know, way, 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 way. Yeah, it's hard not to, because I think fears and worries are so, they show up as really like intense sensations. It, it, like, it's hard to ignore them, I think. Yeah. But I think you can train yourself to go into the present because the worrying can't exist in the present but you're absolutely right uh, that it's it's hard uh anyone that has been caught up in a really frightening terrifying worry thought it's it's not easy and that's why distractions like you mentioned going for a hike you know anything uh, that that gets you to kind of break that spell is is helpful and you know if you could just do something physical do something that demands your attention pull yourself out of that and that's why i say it's an indulgence i always think in terms of active mind passive mind and the active part of our consciousness is very powerful but when we become a bit passive and allow the passivity of worrying the reflexiveness of worrying then we are really being victimized. Who's steering the car at that point? Is it, are we steering or is it our insecurity steering? Mm, who's, steer, who's steering your car right now? Right now, I would say I'm steering. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of a project that I've done with the kids at school. I think we did this right around when we came back after COVID, but it's a good activity anytime, but when there's something that's bothering you, we have them trace their hand because the hand symbolizes like action, things you can actually do or control. And so you think of the situation that's scary. So COVID for instance, I guess on the inside of the hand, you write things you actually can control. So in that situation, it would be things like washing your hands, wearing your mask, keeping social distance, things that you can do to keep yourself safe. And then on the outside of the hand, you would write the things that are out of your control, like being in close contact or whatever the things are that you wouldn't be able to foresee. And then the whole idea is to just focus on the inside of the hand, put all your energy into that because the rest is, is not ours to deal with. Yeah, I guess I guess that's I, I like that because it, it's it's an active or an activity that cre- grabs the active part of our mind and insists that we we start to think in a more in control fashion as opposed to just feeling out of control. Because when you're feeling out of control and, and handing yourself over to anxiety, insecurity, uh, worrisome, what ifing we really become spectators, don't we? We're kind of on the sidelines, just, you know, kind of abandoning, you know, any resourcefulness or active mind kind of approach to handling. 
and we're abdicating. You know, we're we're just saying we're just feeling victimized. We're being bullied by an anticipation, not by life. Worrying is about some future. It's not about the present. You know, usually we we handle the present one way or another, but it's the anticipation of future chaos, the mm-hmm. what the, the what ifing. So I like the little hand thing. The, I gotta try that. Let's see, I could do that right now. So I, so I have to put things in between my fingers that I can control. Is that right? Yeah, the inside of your hand are things you can control, mm. and then the outside is all the rest that you can't control. And it's a it's an interesting uh, activity because I think sometimes we're surprised at the things we can do to actually, you know, prepare ourselves versus what the other parts are that we're worried about for no reason so a lot of times there are active steps you can take mm-hmm. even even if they're small um, mm-hmm. that can make you feel like you're doing something sometimes i get on myself when i'm worrying and I, I i i realize that you know that maybe i'm being a bit too passive but but i really i really kind of scold myself for being wimpy you know because you you yield to that in you which is uh, kind of childlike you know fearful so, so stopping worry requires the opposite. It requires a courageous attitude sometimes mm. because you have to, you have to abandon that, which you are perceiving to be, you know, I have to prepare. I have to know what's coming. I, I have to find out. So you Google, what, what does it mean if you have this ache or this pain? You know, it's, it's like you, you really are abandoning, abandoning that uh, need for control over some future event and in order to do that you you have to take a leap of faith you have to be rather courageous to move on with your life and let it go yeah and trust that you'll be able to handle whatever comes up when it actually materializes or if it materializes i would say that's the bottom line essentially you're right it's about trust self-trust if we trust ourselves and just take a look at all the things and problems and heartaches and things that we've handled in the past. Uh, We have a history. We have data to support the fact that we're pretty resourceful. Mm. But what happens with worrying is that we, we, we don't trust that which our own, which is our resourcefulness. We don't trust it. We say, yes, but you know, not only the what ifs, but then we get into the yes, but, and, and we almost argue with someone who's trying to tell us, you know, just, just go ahead, trust yourself. You'll be fine. And then it's yes, but (laughs) then we argue for our limitations. Yeah. That's a little annoying too, but, Mm -hmm. but self-trust. So being courageous, risking self-trust, uh, the reason we, we, I say risk, it's not really a risk. I don't think it's much of a risk at all. I think that the stress of worrying and anxiety kind of limits your potential and resourcefulness. So Lauren, if you were to let go of worrying, mm. let's say you have something that's really pressing at you, what, what, kind of, what kind of fear gets mustered up if you just say, you know what, I'm going to assume it's okay. Do, do you kind of feel like, Yes, but is that typical? I guess so. I feel like I personally am more in the camp of like, well, I'm pretty sure it'll work out. Like that, that is kind of my MO lately. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't necessarily know that that's great because in some time, some ways I can be naive and not be prepared for certain things. So I I think there's probably a spectrum and I, I, there 
probably is like a healthy balance between worry, being cautious, and then being optimistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's on the continuum. There are certain worries and thoughts that we all have. And, And I think... I think it's part of our species that, you know, we, we do have to anticipate whether the dinosaur is coming around the corner and going to eat us or not. So we might we might worry about that future event rather than being in the here and now. So I guess there's some adaptive reason to why some worry is OK, but it is the ruminative, insecurity driven worry that is most dangerous and, and debilitating. And that's kind of what we need to be talking and focusing on today is not so much, you know, trying to be safe and secure in the here and now, uh, vis-a-vis a bit of worry, but the kind of ruminative worry that just goes on and on, causing stress, anxiety, uh, depleting us. Uh, you know, so it's it's really important that we have some vehicle to to really step up to the the kind of indulgence of worrying. And, and that's where I think the courageous attitude, you mentioned optimism, that's wonderful if you could harness that. Uh, I mean, optimism, pessimism, we don't, we don't know the future, but an optimistic person lives a very different life in the present. So giving up worry gives you the opportunity to have a here and now better present moment. So your life in the present is either hijacked and you're no longer living in the pristine moment and you're living now in this dreadful, chaotic moment of some future event. And we want to live our lives being more present. You you, you always advocate that, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only place that life really happens. So I see you munching on something right now. Are, mm-hmm. you, are you being so present? I, um, I have a pretzel, but I'm actually just like sucking on it so that it doesn't make any noises. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I understand these podcasts can drive anyone to want to eat or drink or something. (laughs) But so worrying, being courageous. Keep in mind that sometimes doing nothing is doing something, you know, and by doing nothing, you know, let go. I love the little mantra that I use all the time for for myself and for people I work with is stop it, drop it. You know, you got to sometimes just, you know, make it happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to indulge. We have to we have to risk self-trust. And there's no reason why you can't look at your your life and, and see that you've you really are a survival machine. Look at all the things you've handled and gotten through. You always do better being who you are rather than some affectation of who you are based on some research you did. And now you're memorizing this quote to throw, you know, be yourself and be courageous enough to live your life that way. Just get it out there. And, and instead of anticipating life and worrying about life, live it with trust, with courage. And, you know, I think in that regard, I think you can really minimize the, the worrying that exists in your life. Hmm. I think you would be a good motivational speaker. I don't know. Yeah. Because what if someone doesn't like me? And what if, uh, and what if, and what if? Dad, you got to take your own advice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, well, if speaking of motivational speaker, oh, mm. goodness, do you know what time it is? Mm. 
I do. Hold on, I need to take the pretzel out of my mouth. <laughs> You're not supposed to be eating lunch while we eat. Oh, it's just a snack. I know it's not very professional. I'm sorry. Well, um, but I do but know you are being well, you're being spontaneous though, aren't you? What do you mean? You're eating your pretzel while we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. yeah so it's pretty le- spontaneous. At least you're being you and and that's Okay. And nobody would probably even know if you hadn't called me out for it. Well, I don't, don't think it's very loud. You don't think they would be here? I don't think so, because I haven't been chewing. I've just been letting it dissolve. <laughs> fine, fine. I have well, a strategy. But I interrupted you, and I, I asked if, if you knew what time it was. Mm-hmm, I do. It is. It is. Self-coaching pep-talk time. And today's pep talk is on, you guessed it, worrying okay everyone worries from time to time but if you're a worrier or even a worry ward maybe preparing for the worst doesn't sound so terrible to you you may think it's prudent if not smart and i wouldn't disagree if it weren't for the compulsive unrelenting worry loop that gets generated by insecurity and anxiety there's a big difference between worrying and being concerned Concern deals with here and now facts. Worry deals with emotional fictions, projections of future vulnerability. When, because of insecurity and lack of self-trust, you feel you can't handle some aspect of life, then worry is often an attempt to somehow, if not magically, find a way to figure out how to feel less vulnerable about something that hasn't even So in a sense, you're trying to worry away your fears. So what's the opposite of worry? Courage. Courage and a willingness to let life unfold, dealing with each day as it presents itself. No doubt letting go of worrying may feel dangerous. It's not dangerous at all. Don't take my word for it. Give it a shot and find out for yourself. I like it. The opposite of worry is courage. Yeah, right. Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think being courageous is a choice, right? And uh, yes. We can choose to be wimpy, and we might what if, what if, what if, what if, or we can choose to be courageous. What's a courageous sound like? Courageous. That's intimidating, but go ahead. What about the pigeons? Don't they work here too? Don't let the pigeons build a nest. You're talking about my my little story about the pigeons. Yeah, your grandmother's quote. Oh, you're talking about the hair. Yeah, the hair. Oh, that's this. Oh, talking about. See, I always use bird metaphors, so Lauren's a little confused. <laughs> so, Grandma used to say, "Don't let you can't stop a bird from." <laughs> no, let me call her up. <laughs> She's up in, in heaven somewhere. Grandma, what did you used to say? Oh, you can't stop a bird from flying into your hair, but you don't have to help it build a nest. Mm. Which means when we're talking about worrying, you may not be able to stop a worry thought from percolating up into your consciousness. You know, that first worry thought. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to go on and on. In fact, I call it my ABC technique. The A thought is the percolating, say, worry thought or insecurity-driven thought. And that may be, oh, what am I going to do tomorrow when so-and-so shows up for work? 
Now, that happened from a more unconscious level and it percolated up into our conscious. We didn't do anything wrong at that point. So yeah. then we go to the B thought. Well, if she shows up, then we go to the C thought. And then what will I say? And then the D mm. thought, all the way down to the Z, A to Z. So we can't stop the A thought. And maybe even the B thought might be a little hard to stop. But we darn well can stop the C, the D, the E. All, you know, that's, that's where we can throw in some courage, some determination, active mind. And that's where we could take a stand and just say, stop it and drop it. Because you're going to run through the alphabet if you just let yourself go on and on and on. And stop building the nest. Right. What are we? There's a lot of metaphors here. I like them all. <laughs> Should we <laughs> the mix A to it, Z mix, to stop it, drop it. Mix, mix a few together. The bird. Yep. So with school, you guys are uh, facing a maskless. Uh, isn't that occurring soon? Next week or the week after? Yes, I think the second week in March. What do you think the attitude is? Are, are people kids parents worried about that i think it's mixed but i know there are some that are worried yes yeah and some that are not well that's you know i guess i guess if you're concerned then you can continue wearing a mask i don't think anybody would tell you to take it off right but, of course but with the social pressures at school i mean it could be difficult for kids if 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 a fearful child wants to wear a mask in the social peer pressure is everyone else not wearing a mask. It's going to cause some conflicts. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, this whole past two years have been interesting. You know, yeah. the, the old Chinese curse. I didn't, I, I never realized why this was a curse. Now I do. Uh, it, the curse is, may you live in interesting times. Huh. You know, and uh, these have been interesting times, have they not? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting is one of those words that can have many connotations. Yeah. So listen, I know you're you're, you're probably starving because you just keep. Oh, I'm doing fine. My blood sugar is right on oh, track. Oh, good. <laughs> so don't yeah. let worrying corrupt your life, Lauren. And well, worried. now I'm worried that you're going to be able to hear me chewing. That's okay. Don't worry about it. <sighs> All right, I won't build a nest. Because because you know I, you are who you are and that's that's why i enjoy doing our podcast together because i never know what you're going to say i never, never know, know what i'm going to bring to eat what you're going to spill mm -hmm. because you, you do spill things too right coffee cups and stuff like that yeah i've been known to do that from time to time mm -hmm. i guess uh, the only thing i'm going to close with and then you can close after me is that i would like everyone to know in my opinion in Joe Luciani's opinion, you have nothing to lose by just living your life as it unfolds, handling each problem as it comes, not at night when you need to rest, but live your life. And when problems come, you have that survival machine instinct, you'll, you'll, you'll take care of yourself. Be prepared, that's okay. Be concerned, that's okay. But live your life in the present. And if a problem erupts in the present, you'll handle it. That's the trust that will deliver you from a life of anxiety and stress. Hmm. So, Lauren, that stop was... it. Drop it. 
stop it, drop it. It's so true. When you try to go to sleep at night, I feel like that's when the worries come out the loudest. It's like you didn't even realize you were worried about something. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm trying to go to sleep. Yeah. I think it's because your mind is uh, starting to slow down. And then all of a sudden those thoughts get louder. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's less stimulation and we our insecurities have a louder voice at night because they're they're not crowded out by the stimulation of our here and now daylight, uh, mm-hmm. day, daytime experience. Yeah. yeah. I, I've heard people that actually will write down whatever the, the worried thoughts are that come in at night, they'll write them on a piece of paper and then put them next to their bed as a symbol or like a, a metaphor of I'm not keeping this inside of me right now. Like, I'll think about this at another time. Wait a second. I'm sure you must have said this at some point where you take something that's bothering you or worrying. And And you burn it. Yeah. 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 Tell me about that. Yeah. It's it's symbolic uh, for, you know, taking something that you're holding and then releasing it into the into the universe, knowing that it'll be taken care of. And for any children listening to this podcast, don't burn it. Just tear it up. It's safer. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. Tearing up is good too. Yeah, um, so that, that's that's good. See, these are these are the kind of things that you can stimulate yourself to realize that that worrying in and of itself, you know, is something you could hand off to the, as you say, the the universe or the ethers. Ether, the ethers. <laughs> and and I like the fact that uh, that you're trying to just grab your attention, active mind, rather than being passively involved with worrisome and realize. You really can let go, but it, it takes a bit of courage. It's not easy. We mentioned that earlier today. It's hard sometimes, but that doesn't mean it's impossible, especially when stress over time is really having a deleterious effect on our bodies and our, our general psychic makeup. So, you know, in order to avoid future debilitating chaos, live your mm-hmm. life in the moment. Okay, that's all I've got. I mean, I I could go on and on. You know that now that you've stopped eating, I'm really encouraged to maybe extend this. Guess guess who's probably rolling their eyes right now? Mom, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's probably not the only one. She's just the only one that tells us. How how come our fact checker has not gotten back to us? Are we are we just hitting a hundred percent accuracy every week? I'll have to ask her. I mean, I think we probably are doing much better. Can you ask her to to call in and 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 just be just so we could introduce her? Would she do that? I'm sure she will. I'll have to check with her. Yeah, please do. We have to check with her. And do you think we should have guests? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see why not. You I know, feel like do. they probably have a lot of interesting things to bring to the show. Well, I don't know. Then you'd probably be somewhat not yourself you wouldn't be eating and spilling and doing well i was just gonna say i probably won't bring my snacks with me but but other than that i'll be myself and you you probably won't be in your jammies like now correct yeah but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm just excited for an upgraded uh studio one day yeah oh well that's coming in here so that's good yeah it's in the works yeah i mean this current studio is is state of the art but uh I'm not saying the finger painting art, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what type of art are you referring to? Anyway, uh, all right. So, okay. listen, uh, it's going to be a good week. Yeah, it will be if we make it a good week. So, don't worry about a thing because every little every thing, little thing is going to be, be all right. right. <laughs> 
and visit our website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about our self-coaching philosophy. And while you're there, stay there a while. Take your time. <laughs> Don't just breeze through it. Just you know, hang out there a bit. We'll, we would appreciate that. <laughs> so until next time, remember that being victimized. Did I even say the name of the website? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option. By definition, victims are powerless and you are not powerless. So remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join, what was the thing you say to two little birds sitting in that song? I think it's three little birds. Uh, what were they, blue birds or something? They're just, they're just three little birds. All right. So join my three little birds and Lauren next week. <laughs> what? Let's make it simple together. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and stop eating. Reach out for your dreams